Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. Another week on the podcast where I'm not actually going to disappoint anyone because I am consistent. I am back. I have a lineup of guests. So we're very, very excited. I hate the word fucking, you know, excited. I feel like everyone says at the beginning of the podcast, I'm so excited, but I am genuinely excited because I actually have someone that has kind of come up on my For You page on TikTok quite a lot here in the UK. And I don't talk about TikTok all that much because I feel like it's it's kind of the unspoken platform on podcasts. I feel like podcasters are kind of snobby towards TikTokers, but I embrace because I love TikTok. And I think there's no shame in the game. So I would like to introduce you to Jordan Mary Adele. Hi. Hello. How <laughs> awkward is this first hi? Are you dying? Like it's honestly, I am a little bit. I was like, do I say hi? Do I give a little show? I don't know. I'm fine with hi. hi. I think that works. But isn't it so <laughs> you introduce someone and then what the fuck are they supposed to say? Like bye. Honestly. Like it's, it's so fucking awkward. <laughs> That's also one of the like embarrassing things that you not so embarrassing things that I find embarrassing. I think about that a lot because I feel like I would love to do a job like interviewing people, but I I just couldn't like you're there to do a job. You know, I feel like I'd really struggle (laughs) to like be normal and ask people these questions and just stand and just wait for them to answer and then roll into the next thing. You know, you know what? I actually started on the red carpet and it's so fucking awkward because there's a clear format (laughs) when you do red carpet. So you're like, hey, so how excited are you to be here? Because obviously when you do red carpets, you do events. And then most likely the celebrity would be like, "Um, well, I'm so excited because, and it's like, obviously they're going to say they're fucking excited. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> so once you get past that slightly very awkward phase, then it's still awkward, but it's at least a little bit more personable because you speak to them. Whereas uh-huh. with podcasting, although, you know, intros are always a bit of an awkward one, it's just a little bit more authentic, which I really like. Yeah, um, Sure. That that's why I wanted you on the podcast today because, you know, I am in the UK now and I'm obviously on TikTok because you learned so fucking much on TikTok. You know, you learn right. what, what have you learned on TikTok? Like what's something I that just- you so much I, I couldn't even name you the things because I feel like with TikTok you're in such a hole that I I do learn so much stuff that I'm like wow what really important information and then an hour later I'm still on TikTok and now I'm laughing at like memes or like sounds so I yeah. feel like I don't I don't retain a lot of the stuff I learn but there's definitely just so much on there and I can imagine like if you're moving to like another country like coming to London and like getting to keep up with all the UK slang seeing what's going on like it must be a good way to immerse yourself in that. No, a hundred percent. So I know. So it's so funny because in America I'm considered UK, but in UK I'm considered American. But I am actually from the UK. Um, I'm actually from Switzerland, but I grew up. I grew oh, up in I Switzerland. See. I did all uni and all of that in the UK. Then I moved to LA for my career. But because Mad. I'm Swiss as well, no one no one knows where the fuck I'm from. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing. But yeah, so now I'm seeing all this stuff in the UK and. I don't know. I just find that Americans are very, very big on like the trends, like the trending audio and the trending dancers and like being famous for doing legit fuck all. And the main difference that I noticed, especially with someone like you, is that UK people are a little bit more niche and they, you know, for sure. You, do you know what I mean? And I feel like you're quite niche. Like I can't quite put my finger on what you do, but you're just yourself and you're just honest and it kind of just works and it's, and it's uh-huh. funny. What would you say do you, know you what are? It is? 
I, I honestly, like, it's so funny that you say I don't have a niche because I definitely don't. And I think that is one thing. <laughs> I didn't actually mean that. <laughs> no, but you're right. And I kind of like it, though, because I think you're right. You can get away with it a bit more because what is my niche other than talking about embarrassing things and probably oversharing a bit too much on the Internet? You know, like, that's kind of it. <laughs> and I think the thing is, like, you say that, like, I think American TikTok is so different to British TikTok. And I just I just think British people are more funny. Like, I just like we're funny do you know so what I you mean? know there was like the friends reunion um recently mm-hmm. that everyone was watching and i know that you're probably a big fan of friends and like i've never watched friends because i just don't get the humor like i don't it's love- okay yeah it's okay like, like i don't love okay. it <laughs> this is such unpopular opinion like everyone's gonna <laughs> fucking hate us but like <laughs> friends is not fucking funny like when i watch james corden like he's very americanized now but like mm-hmm. whatever he does like i find him funny but i don't find friends funny friends is it's okay i know i've said that <laughs> but it's it's just okay it's like it's one of those things like it comes on like t4 back in the day or whatever channel it was on tv and like i'd watch it because it's there but then like i came to uni and i think like to be real with you i think it's such like a, a white culture thing to really love friends so yeah. like <laughs> I came to uni and then all, all my friends just really, really into friends. Like they love yeah. friends of the program. And I'm there and I'm like, but what really happens? Like she got, she got off the plane and like, I'm happy for her, but like, yeah. You know? And like, let me tell you something. I'm the, I'm as white, as white as they come uh-huh. kind of. Cause I'm Jewish, but I'm still like a white bitch. And like, I don't like friends. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's a specific niche. Like if you want me to watch a program about rich 20, 30 somethings complaining about their lives. Look at you. Look at the apartments they have in like Manhattan or wherever they live. I don't feel bad for you. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to empathize with these people. This is not my show. <laughs> so I did watch the reunion and I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed watching the reunion more than I enjoyed watching Friends. Because, really? yes, because you know what? I like to understand the characters and the experiences behind the cult show. And mm-hmm. that's why I love reality TV and that's why I don't mind watching a reunion. But the show, itself i don't give a fuck about some girl singing smelly cat like right like i don't Uh i I didn't find it that funny when lady gaga came on and did the smelly cat thing i was like okay like thank you and you know when they had the the choir they had a choir come and do the songs and do the harmonies i was like did did you not see i was like okay i I did not watch oh my gosh okay so you really don't like friends (laughs) yeah but like do you know what it is like I don't I don't hate friends as I said friends is okay it's just more that like for me I heard about the reunion I thought it was going to be like a special episode so I was like okay like that's fun I could get down with that it's a reunion it's David Schwimmer talking about himself like however many years ago I'm not interested like I wasn't (laughs) interested then I don't want to hear him talk about it that was my opinion but maybe (laughs) it is fun maybe it is fun maybe I'm wrong I didn't realize we had the likes of like Gaga singing maybe that's that's a whole concert Justin Bieber was there like you know there were yeah he he modeled one of the costumes from the show like there were a couple of things that were cool about the reunion I'm not gonna lie but same as you I only watched it because because I felt like I needed to because I was with a group of people and everyone was like, oh my gosh, let's watch the Friends reunion. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll watch it. And then I kind of got sucked in. But like, would I have like press play myself alone in my apartment? Probably not. Right, right. I think that's a good way to put it. Like, maybe I will watch it just to like see what the hype is about because people are invested. Like, I feel like it's all my news feeds have been is the Friends reunion. So maybe, maybe I'm the one that's missing out. <laughs> you're probably, you're probably not, my friend. You're probably I'm not. not. <laughs> 
TikTok is so much better than the Friends reunion. I like, agree. <laughs> literally. Um, but so I wanted to say, carry on on saying like, you don't understand, like you don't really have a niche. You do have a niche, but do you I think... think Okay, here's my thoughts, but I'm unfiltered. Okay. So on paper, no, you don't have a niche. You're not like, you know, you're not like an influencer who's like pushing Mm -hmm. products. You're not someone who's doing like live vlogs. You're not someone who's doing like challenges or whatever. You're not pranks. On paper, you don't have a niche, but you do kind of have a niche because I feel like you started in lockdown when you had this hat on your hair. And but no, but this was like your almost your branding at one point because you said it was because you you couldn't get your hair done during lockdown. And that was like really fun. Bonnet. Bonnet. Sorry, I'm not. Mm -hmm. My first language is French. So I'm a little bit. Of course. Yeah. Bonnet. Bonnet. That's what I call it. Some people call it a scarf. Mine's my bonnet. And you made like funny jokes about it, which were kind of cool. But then also you have a niche in the sense that you're just very opinionated. So if you want like the real raw opinions of like, you know, a working girl in London who has like a job, but who's kind of like, well, fuck this and fuck that and fuck that. That's what it is. And I don't know if I'm like spot on or if I'm completely off, but I feel like you do have a niche. No, you've actually kind of thrown me with how perfect that was. Um, <laughs> I feel like I want to write that down and then like uh, market myself to like uh, influencer agencies. Like, hey, <laughs> look at this. I've got a niche. And I think you're right. I think it's just, um, I think that's a nice thing about TikTok is that I've seen so many TikTokers grow through lockdown who are just sort of, they weren't, they didn't start using it for any purpose. I did not start using TikTok for any purpose. I just made something and it went viral. And I was like, okay, like, let me just roll with this and now I am just an opinionated girl on the internet talking yeah. about things I don't like basically <laughs> I love it and it's kind of like almost you created your own niche so what I mean is you you don't have a niche on paper that's already existing but you almost kind of created your own niche mm-hmm. yeah so- I, I can see that I feel like the way I would maybe describe myself is like that someone who couldn't quite make the big brother house because I wasn't quite opinionated or trashy enough, but enough that it's like, yeah, she was in like the final, like the final running. She could have been on big brother and I could have won. <laughs> did, did, did you audition to be on big brother? No, although I did. When my TikTok, TikTok started blowing up, I actually did get an email from a, from a casting agency who wanted to um, me to, to audition for this um, new dating show that's coming out. And I was like, you know what? I'm really enjoying this life, this like new life. Like, yeah, this new niche that I have as a person that I didn't realize I had, but I think that's a step too far for me. I don't think I could do reality <laughs> <Really>? TV. <laughs> that's amazing. I think it's quite admirable, you know, that we were talking about it off the record before how you said, you know, this is quite new to me. I really want to get into full-time content creation, but then you you kind of know your limits and you're like, mm-hmm. but I think that's a step too far for me because most people are quite greedy with, you know, social media growth and they could be like more, 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 more. And I feel like it's very self aware of you to know your limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just think like, I know where I'm at and I know, I think the kind of person I am is so specific. Like you said, I feel like I've, I've created my own niche because I've not really tried to be anyone else. God, that sounds really wanky, but it is true. And I just <laughs> think the minute I tried to, um, I don't know, be that Love Island person or be that like, shiny white teeth veneered like rich expensive you know gucci wearing influencer i 
I couldn't keep it up. I'd be laughing at myself. I couldn't do it. Maybe I'll eat my words because maybe in a couple of years I will make a lot of money off of this. And I'll be like, <laughs> fuck you guys. But for now, like, I'm happy where, where it's at. I just want to talk shit on the internet and get you know some what? sort of recognition for that. We can so relate because I'm the girl who talks shit on the internet, except I do it in the podcast form and it's not in like short video forms. Mm-hmm. Like I really get into detail. But at the same time, just like you, I've been asked this show, that show. And I'm like, you know what? The reason why people like me on the podcast is because I would be the most hated person on a reality show. Right. I think that's a good person to be. It's probably a horrible person to be, but you need yeah. those people. <laughs> you need those you know, people. It takes, also, it takes all sorts to make a world. A hundred, a hundred percent. Before I get into the questions, I always do this thing on the on the podcast where I do a tip of the week. So it can be like a random item that you found on Amazon, which I'm sure if you are on TikTok, there's probably a couple of them or maybe mm-hmm. an app that you're using that can drastically improve your day-to-day life. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. You're going to fucking hate me for this, but like whatever, I just have to put it out there. I'm so fucking annoying you know I bitch about everyone and that's become my career but I'm the kind of person I would bitch about if I wasn't me so I think about this all the time like same (laughs) so hypocrisy is my career Uh so I I am an avid iPad user I know that people say I don't fucking need an iPad I have an iPhone and I have a computer let me fucking tell you something I use an iPad I'm not going to apologize for it because my computer I use for all the big heavy duty editing stuff. My phone, I use to communicate with my friends. When I'm working on emails and working on designs and working on notes for my show or traveling, which I'm not doing right now, but whatever, we'll just put that in there. Watching Netflix, I use a fucking iPad. The problem with iPads is that, you know, you have that little case, you know, the the little folding case that doesn't, okay. doesn't take that much room. But this case that is very thin doesn't come with a keyboard. The cases that come with a keyboard are thick, they're annoying, they make it heavy, and they are the reason why people think, why an iPad? I've got a laptop. But I have the solution to this. I recently needed the solution to this because I have my iPad with me on the go. And I found on the internet, my all my stuff is like pastel blue, pastel pink because okay. I'm an annoying person. You can hate me too. You can hate on it all you fucking want. I found this keyboard that is called a loggy loggy keyboard and look it's it's pink obviously i have to buy everything pink that's you know another annoying thing about me but look Mm -hmm. how thin i don't know how i can describe for the podcast listeners but it is so thin um it's obviously waterproof because the um the keys yeah so you know you can spill your drinks on it and you know when you put your lap your ipad in your bag you just put this on top it's literally as thin as like a a card like a, a thank you card and you just use it with your little ipad case that makes it stand up and i think this is way better than any ipad case with a keyboard included so that's my tip of the week. You can find it on Amazon. I think it's like, it's a bit expensive because it's a good keyboard. It's like 40 pounds, but I use this. So if you like me use it and need a thinner iPad, this is your solution. There you go. That's my tip of the week. Wow. That was gorgeous. Oh, Not a really you. pretty keyboard. Did I almost sell you on this or are you like fucking You kind bitch? of did, but I'm still never going to be an iPad person. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> never quite that far. <laughs> I'm really trying to think of a tip. I know there's something in my head somewhere in this tiny little brain of mine. 
do you want to give it to me at the end of the episode when you've thought about it? I would like that a lot, actually. That's fine. <laughs> Just make sure you remind me because I can't do an episode without my guest giving a tip. Jordan, what I really, really love about you are your videos about what 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 are they called exactly? Things that are not that embarrassing that I find embarrassing. Yeah, things I find embarrassing that aren't that embarrassing. That's it. Yeah, that's it. How did you when when did you even start TikTok? How did you think of your first video and how did it evolve to this little series that I personally really enjoy? Honestly, so I'll tell you how I first started TikTok. My my flatmate downloaded TikTok and I, I feel like everyone starts the same way with TikTok. Like I'm never gonna download it. I'm never gonna be that person. And like that was me. I was like, I'm sorry, am I 12? I don't need TikTok. My housemate got it and she was just showing me how like how fun it was. Like, did you ever use Vine? Were you a Vine person? Uh, I tried it a couple of times, but I wasn't funny enough to like fit humor in that short mm-hmm. of a time. So I didn't. But yes, I was following people on Vine. For sure. Seven seven seconds was a push, but I think TikTok, I don't know. I got on there and I was like, oh, I I get it. Like this is actually a really ideal amount of time. It's good for like this new wave of like really short attention spans that we all have now because we're all so on our phones, like a minute of someone just shoving information at you and then you scroll into the next thing and then it's a whole other video about a whole other thing. I loved it. Anyway, I just started making videos just for fun, not really expecting Were you like inspired by something you've seen or were you just like, I'm just going to make a video? literally just started making videos just do you know what it was it's because it actually thinking about it this this embarrassing series actually kind of started from this little seed of me first ever using tiktok because i started using it because none of my friends really were on tiktok so i was like okay i get to use this whole platform and make like dumb videos and like no one i know is going to see it i don't get to be embarrassed because i don't have to know who's seen it and who doesn't and who hasn't so then i just started talking shit basically and i made this one video where i was complaining about working out and it just went viral like just like really quickly went viral. Like I made it walking home and then checked my phone and then like thousands and thousands and thousands. And then it eventually got to like 4 million views or something, something crazy. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, let me just run with it. But I didn't, as you said, like I didn't, I had, I had no specific um, idea in mind in terms of a niche or content I wanted to create. So I was like, I'm just going to carry on talking shit to a camera. And then one day I was like, God, it's so embarrassing that you have to like press the stop button on the bus or like whatever the first thing I ever saw in one of those videos and again I posted it and people really related and that's why I just kind of kept it going because people people loved it <laughs> well I loved it that that's like my favorite series of yours and I've noticed that you've done a few less of them recently and I'm like when are they coming oh back God, are you don't. running out of ideas of embarrassing things it's not even that it's <laughs> it's more that do you know how many comments I get from people being like you sound really socially anxious and I'm like okay bitch like it's just I'm just doing this for fun on TikTok like I get it <laughs> like my friend so that's called winning <laughs> that's called winning it's true it's actually true not that it bothers me but I do like to take a break because I'm like you know I'm now constantly thinking about how um I'm just it's constant spotlight spotlight effect in my brain now just trying to think about god what else is embarrassing it's a lot for the brain to handle so I've yeah. been taking breaks here and there but I She's coming back. She's coming back. Okay. Let me tell you some of the stuff that you said that <laughs> actually made me want you come on the podcast. Because when okay. I was listening to you, I was like, this is me. 
No, but it's fucked up because those are things I like have said over and over again on the podcast as well. Uh, uh, but you said it better than me because they were in short little videos. They didn't take two hours in an episode to say. And <laughs> I just thought we could really like just shoot the shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you were like, I hate people who say you should love yourself and talk to yourself the same way that you talk to your friends. And you're like, bitch, I'm so mean to my friends. So actually my bio on Instagram is arguing is my love language. Serious, like seriously. Can I ask? I don't know if you're one of those people. What star sign are you? I'm Pisces. What are you? I re- I'm an Aries, and Aries are supposed to be quite. That's kind of our thing. Apparently, is that we're quite aggressive. And when I found that out, I was like, do you know what? Because I am the same person. I just I like being controversial. Same. But you know what's really funny? So I grew up being this like super sensitive, like scan of everyone. I'm the victim. Everyone's out to get me person. I'm too shy because the world is torturing me. And my dad, who is an Aries and has that super banter mentality, kind of trained me, like changed me. And so I feel like I'm like this because of my dad, who's an Aries. Right. And that's the relationship I have with my dad. So the jokes that I make on the podcast and the shit that I say on on my socials are things that I would typically say to my dad. Right. Okay. I like that. So it's sort of like you're embodying this alter ego kind of. Kind of, kind of, but you know what? I Who's hate also be- kind of you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's become me now because I, my mm-hmm. dad raised me, you know what I mean? But I find it so funny when people are like, what's your star sign? Because do you actually believe in that shit? Probably not, but uh-huh. it just rationalizes the fucked up way that we are. And I like doing it. Right. It makes me feel better because the stars are telling me it's it, it's just it's just meant to be that I'm aggressive and annoying and um, quite intense. That's yes. fine. That's great. I'll be those things then. The stars <laughs> are making it OK to be aggressive and pissed at the world. And that's all I need. I don't want to be right? corrected. I want to be validated. I uh-huh. um, You need it. And also, it's just nice. Like it tells me that I'm confident and I'm all these other nice things. Like we all need that. Tell me what I am and I'll just I'll fit that. A hundred percent. Reading astrology is like giving yourself a fucking tap in the back. Let me be. Mm-hmm. Let me be. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another thing that you said. I'm going to go on a tangent about something that you said, and you're going to think I'm like the tangent psycho. Sorry, I'm just quoting you in your videos because I could really relate. You were like, "No, I'm loving this because I forget. I forget everything I say, and then people. I've had people stop me before and be like, "I love that TikTok about like blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Oh, sick! Like I forgot I made that, but sick." (laughs) That is such a blessing because every single word I've said on this podcast, I remember. Even if it's like a really? two hour long podcast and it's it's such a curse. Like I just I'm jealous. I, I hear myself no, it's bad. It's not good. <laughs> because it makes me overthink the the next content and everything else. And then I'm like mm-hmm. in my own head. And then I literally just need to like get drunk. It takes me two glasses of rose to get drunk. It's really bad. Wow. That's mm-hmm. impressive. I wish I was like that. Do you know how cheap a night out would be for you? No, it's cheaper, but also when you're at a night out where everyone's having rounds and rounds, you're kind of like having to find a way to protect that you're drinking when you're not because if you do drink you'll really embarrass yourself and that's quite tricky as well true but I am the same I'm also a really big lightweight and I've decided to just lean into it and now I just get way too drunk too quickly but you know, <laughs> similarly we all need that friend that takes it a bit far and probably is quite like embarrassing to be around that's fine I'll be that person I'll take that hit yeah like- but you know what people don't need they don't need the friend that cries about how embarrassing they were the night before and I would be that friend see that's that's where you lose me so I yeah. forget things so then the next day I'm like ha 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 just walking around nothing's happened nothing to see here where's the next drink 
drink. <laughs> I remember, even if I'm paralytically drunk, I remember every detail. And I'm like, but do you think I said this like that? Like, and I overthink it. And then no one uh -huh. wants to be my friend. I would lose all my friends. Speaking of tangents, I was actually going to talk about your video. So you were like, um, people asked you to create a YouTube channel and you're like, I don't fucking want to do a YouTube channel unless people are going to watch. And then you go, that's not very girl boss of me. Um, but yeah, I don't want to do it. And I really wanted to dissect what you said. And I know that's not your intention when you create these videos, you're kind of like speak and forget. But the reason why I want to dissect it is because I, this is very controversial opinion, really fucking hate girl boss mentality is that controversial because honestly like that is something i think maybe if i could speak to the world and mm. speak about a topic that is so jarring maybe i'd pick that because i feel like more people need to hear about it i feel like people are slowly starting to realize how annoying Wait, it is but are you just saying this because you're on my podcast because feel free to disagree like i know my no but but that's why I, that's why i said that like i can't even remember that i said that but that would have been why because it's just it's not even girl boss you have to say it like that's not very hashtag girl boss of me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's a hashtag. It's not. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Why can't you just call yourself a boss? Girl boss to me, why it's so irritating is because it's nothing. The name suggests it's something to do with feminism or something to do with some like bigger cause, but it's actually so far removed from that. It's unreal. It's like if you have, have hashtag girl boss in your bio, it's like, yeah, look at this, this. Look at this girl. She gets her latte in the morning and then she smashes that meeting and smashes these emails and she cuts this person off and promotes she's doing like all this like left right and center okay as you said is that a boss or is that a girl boss because really like it's just been reduced down to this really weird hashtag this is why i feel like it's a hashtag it has a stereotype I mean? of the girl uh -huh. with the lattes and the girl doing emails but that girl with the lattes doing emails maybe her business is unsuccessful which is fine mm -hmm. which is fine but it, it's attached to that stereotype that is just quite annoying and doesn't mean fuck all Right. It's like, it's this culture. Girl boss is a culture in itself. Hashtag girl boss is a culture where it's like, you will wear t-shirts with hashtag girl boss written on them that are probably made for by like Bangladeshi children in like sweatshops. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, like you're saying this is in the name of feminism, but what does girl boss really mean? Because to me, it just looks like you're another, another boss, you know, another, and I, Listen, I'm so far removed from the corporate world that anything that sounds corporate to me, I'm already like, oh, but to add the word girl in front of it and I'm meant to be like, yay, like, no, fuck you. And also, I'm such a hypocrite because I've definitely probably said girl boss, you know, back in the day on the mm -hmm. podcast or elsewhere. It but was like, big. It was big, but it really bugs me now. So the mm -hmm. opinion that I'm sharing now is what I'm thinking now. So if you guys want to go and dig into my, you know, earlier episode and call me out fucking do it if you have the time but if you do you're definitely not a girl boss and you're definitely not a fucking boss uh, are we saying the same thing or are we saying different things i don't fucking no, know i think we are i think we are i think i come from it more of an angle of just like to me because i am a feminist like i call myself a feminist it's like, yeah. very important to me but girl boss feminism is just so far removed from useful feminism <laughs> that i'm just <laughs> It's Instagram feminism. It's the definition of Instagram feminism. And it's just yeah. like, come on, like, do you read a book? Hashtag girl boss is the supermodel that posts a photo of her butt and says, live your story and love yourself. Oh my God, literally. And it's this, yeah, it's that girl that posts those pictures and like, the caption is like, um, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce, like, 
technically, but not really. Like, think about it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but also when you have the means to delegate, you technically have more hours in the day and you can get if more If I had Beyonce the money, then I'd have Beyonce time, but I don't. Yeah, I get exactly. my evenings. I get three hours in the evening and then I've got to make dinner and then I've got to go to bed. What are you talking about? Literally, no, I don't. Literally. <laughs> like when I'm doing emails, I could have someone bleaching my hair for me. Well, it would be a nice life. I'm sure yeah, I would be on Beyonce's level if I could do that. Time is money, but money is also time. And so money mm-hmm. means that we do not all have the same time as Beyonce sure. in a day. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's another thing that really got me on your TikTok. Because you talk about these not so embarrassing things that you find embarrassing. And I could really relate. I can't actually relate to this one. But you said when you're will- winning at bowling... Um, because you're like the only one that's winning and no one can like, you know, you didn't say those words, but like share that joy with you. Because bo- uh-huh. bowling is supposed to be like this bonding experience between friends and then you're like the winner, but you're the only winner. It's true. Like anything where you're the solo winner, where you're playing for fun, what do you do? Like, what do you <laughs> actually do? You're not allowed to be like, oh, I'm really proud of myself because I want to fucking hear that. Everyone's like, right, this is done. Let's go to get like, go to the bar or wherever we're going next. Like, no one wants to revel in your happiness. So it's just sort of like watching everyone else go on with their lives and you just like hide yourself for a little bit because it's like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I shouldn't have won. This isn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could really relate to that because you're either the sad loser or you're the sad winner. And I feel right? like you don't probably don't realize it because you're just saying this as like a little embarrassing thing but it actually relates to way bigger things in life when you are winning winning when you are the winner you're always fucking alone and then you don't even know who your friends are it's actually it's true people aren't happy for you you're you're basically this is the metaphor the metaphor for people aren't fucking happy for you no one cares right success is kind of the enemy (laughs) <laughs> it is. Don't win at bowling. <laughs> <laughs> this is just to make me feel better about the fact I'm not very good at bowling, but I agree. Fuck that. Who no. wants to win at bowling? <laughs> I had to give it some like philosophical meaning. Like, let me tell you, this is important shit right there for people to take on their journey. Uh huh. That's actually true. Maybe that's why it's speaking to people so much. Maybe like everything I'm saying is like, I don't know, this little microcosm of like such bigger things in the world. There's so many things that could be said about that one tiny short video. And maybe that's why TikTok is so successful because you look at this video and you think it's just a video about winning at bowling. And it's actually like, nobody cares about my wins. Like people mm-hmm. are fucking haters. And then it makes you think about life in your subconscious. And I just think TikTok makes you smarter. TikTok can make you dumber as much as they can make you smarter. When I watch Addison Ray, I lose brain cells. But then when I watch videos about like, you know, how to maximize on storage in my house, I get smarter. It's true, actually. You can learn so much on TikTok. Like, realistically, like, the amount of shit I've learned about that I've never even thought about before. Like, I get people talking about stocks on my on my For You page. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm not really taking any of this in, but, like, go off. Like, that sounds great. Like, but subconsciously, <laughs> you are taking it in. And, you know, I follow these people that kind of, like, help you with your finances and mm-hmm. how to, like, pay your bills the right way. But they do it in a fun way. And because mm-hmm. I'm such an artiste <laughs> sorry uh, <laughs> yeah i know i'm i'm just like a creative person and it's so hard for me to do admin they actually managed to make it fun for me so i really appreciated that so you know all these niches i i think if if do you know what i think 
I think if you're a smart person, you'll get smarter because your for you page will be like smarter content. Yeah. I think you're actually right. I it, think TikTok's <laughs> made me funnier as well. Like it has given me a lot. I think you're you're right. It's what you want to make it. It's what you want to make it. So if you want to go on there and be dumb, yes, you'll go and lose brain cells. But if you go on it from a place of like, you know, I want to be entertained, I want to be taught, then you will get those things. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that is quite important to me because I have a lot of US listeners. And mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with a friend the other day. We were having dinner and I have this friend in the UK. He's actually one of my boyfriends. Ugh, my boyfriend. Fuck these people, by the way. How annoying. (laughs) He's from the UK, but he's got a very American vibe. Like, I don't know how to explain. I mean, I know, I don't know how to explain it, but I've lived in America for like five years. And, you know, he's kind of bro y. He dances really Mm. well. Like, I, you know, he's a, he's kind of, I I don't know how to explain. He, he dresses a bit baggier. Like, he's very chill, like relaxed. Like, he's just got that American vibe to him. And so I told him that. And, he was like, well, aren't American guys like kind of douchey? And I was like, but this is the thing, right? If you look at American television, the American guys are always like douchey, like high school, like sports, like jocks, whatever. And then whenever they portray the English guy, he's always like the English prince, that's mm-hmm. a gentleman. And all the girls are like, oh my gosh, he's so cute because he's so posh and he's got an English accent. And I want you to help me to destroy this myth for American I people. I will gladly do that. Thank you. Gladly. Thank you. British men are just <laughs> the hell. <laughs> The hell Like I don't really think There's another way to put it I just I just think I think it's honestly Mostly down to the fact There is that perception That you kind of think Like It's just knowing Like you could be so much Like you know what I mean Like We're supposed to be all dignified And like They wear suits And like They they, um, pull out your chair for you And like They do all these lovely things That's that's not it It's catcalls And it's like Men in tracksuits Like trying to speak to you When you're actually dressed really nicely And you look really good And it's like Don't you ever think We're on the same level Like it's not It's not the culture that you want Like it's just Men who think they have access who so who don't try very hard? It's mostly catcalls. Most of the time I've ever been approached by men, it's just them not being even being gross, but just something where it's like, come on, like tell me I look beautiful or something. Don't just be like, you're right. Can I just say, if a guy came up to me and was like, excuse me, miss, like, I actually think you're very beautiful. Yes, I would find him creepy as fuck, but I wouldn't, yeah, but I wouldn't be as offended as a a catcall. The cackle is offensive. It's offensive to me. And can I tell you something? It happened to me way more in the UK than it has in the US. Really? That's funny. Do you know what it is? I think there's a a culture of it in the UK because I don't... (laughs) Maybe it's because the country's so small or something. Like you're just driving where there's lots of pedestrians. I feel like the US is is so big that you're either sort of in a car. LA, yeah. I was in LA. It's very spread out. Yes, in LA. It's very spread out. Right. So I feel like it's just so easy that if you're in a car, you're just around so many people. Maybe that's the mentality. It's just easy for them to shout out at you. But also I feel like there's this very specific um, brand I'm, tr- I'm trying to recall um, yes. to let your US um, listeners know called like a Corsa. It's like Corsa culture. A Corsa is a type of car and it's a, it's stereotypically um, the type of car that like 
a 17 year old just gets out of um like you it's your first car basically so like all of these like 17 year old like douchebag guys will be driving their courses whatever but the idea of course culture is that you get those guys who leave school on that course and they're still driving that course for like the next 10 years, 10 years. And, <laughs> and still going to the, the local like mcdonald's or tesco and shouting out from their car to like schoolgirls or whatever it's just those guys and that is how i describe the british dating scene that that's the kind of guy you get here it's, it's coarser men it's just an overflow of the guy who's never outgrown the coarser right it's the, literally <laughs> that and it's like wow your your main like sell is still that like i can drive i've got a car but it's like okay guy like we're, we're over that yes that mattered to me when i was 17 years old but now like it's i live in london now i can get the tube i don't need you <laughs> yeah the tube is actually way better than get like you know people always i think like in america public transport is they kind of look down on public transport whereas mm-hmm. like i fucking love the tube like it's the most convenient safe it's clean it's like i i I like the tube. It gets you everywhere in minutes. I love it. Um, Me too. I really like the tube. Do you know what though? <laughs> I think that is how you can tell we're not true Londoners. Cause I feel like true Londoners are like, Oh, the tube. And I'm still, I've been here for like over a year. I know London very well. I've been coming since I was little, but even still, every time I get on the tube, I'm like, God, look at me. I'm, no, like, I'm a Londoner. <laughs> I think that it just tells people that we're not nine to five desk office people because those are the people that hate the tube whereas like when you actually have somewhat of an exciting life the tube kind of becomes exciting as well because it's like where is it going to take me it's not going to take me to the same fucking place every day of my life that's actually so true like pretty much every time i get on the tube i'm doing something fun or different so i feel like for me i'm just like oh holiday like where are you going (laughs) the oyster card is the new passport (laughs) right (laughs) with regards to dating in london what i wanted to say about you know the people who've never grown out of the corsa there's also Another niche that is called, you know, the guys that have like evolved from the Corsa. And this is why people need to, this is what people need to understand. So in the US, you're kind of owning your douchebag tendencies when you've grown out of the Corsa. And I'll take you on a date, but I'm going to under promise because I'm going to take five other girls on a date. I feel like London's a little bit more monogamous, but there is, I do think that when in the dating world, but there is more room for disappointment because the expectation is a little bit higher because there's the cat callers and all of those, but there are the guys that are like, you know what? I'm going to take you out for a drink and I'm going to take you out for a dinner. And most of the time, these guys are not the, the prince that you you see on TV. He's a little awkward. Our version of the English gentleman is probably closer to, you know, the loser nerd that you would find in these American movies. Wow, that's a really good take. I think that's actually really true. Do you know, he's a bit awkward. And so you think, you know what? You're a bit losery, but you're nice. You mm-hmm. have good conversation. You treat me nicely. Um, and then the date was amazing. So you're like, wow, like this is everything I needed in life. And then the guy's like, meh. Do you know what? That is a really good way of putting it. Because I feel like there's like three main categories really overarching. You get the category th- three, which like, or whichever category, which like the coarser guys fit into just general guys that are just waste men, as I would say. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's like, that's slang. I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> And then um, another category, which is those guys, the guys where it's like, you're nice, but you're just quite not 
you're not quite nice, you know, like, you're okay. And then you get this category, which I'm still trying to figure out, of these beautiful men that walk past you in the street, always have girlfriends who are equally as beautiful. And I'm just like, come on, where are these men coming from? Because they clearly exist. There are so many beautiful men in London. I get, I get the trope because we do have some very attractive, fashionable, clean men, but. Yes. Do you know? How to crack in? I don't, I don't know. Do you know, do you know who they are? These men? Mm -hmm. They're foreigners that move in with their girlfriends. You're actually right. In my experience, that's correct. I'm so sorry, but these beautiful creatures that are together have the girlfriends, like perfect, Mm -hmm. perfect. They're fucking foreigners. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually true. They're always like gorgeous European men with their gorgeous, tiny European girlfriends. And it's like, how do I get a piece of that pie? Like, come on, like. (laughs) Move, 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 move to Spain, move to Italy. But they're annoying as fuck as well. Basically, everyone's annoying. Uh I feel like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the culture everywhere. Maybe. But I feel like, yeah, British men are just not the one. Nine times out of ten, you're going to have a bad time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just glad that we could clarify this on the podcast because I'm sick Uh of all my friends being like, I'm going to come visit you in London so I can find my English prince. No. Good luck, huh? Good good luck. luck. Because it ain't going to happen here. You might find your English prince somewhere in America trying to get away from the UK because he's not going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, can you let everyone know where they can find you on Instagram, TikTok, everything else that you Uh want to promote? I am at Jordan Mary Adele on both um, TikTok and Instagram. Please follow me. It makes me really happy. I'm very shallow, actually, and I'm really trying to get up my Instagram lights because it's so nice having like followers on TikTok. Um, but something about having like 50k thousand followers on TikTok and then like a couple thousand on Instagram, it's like, okay, one, I'm actively trying to be hot and one, I'm trying to be funny. So it's very, very clear which I'm being valued for. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, that would make me really happy. Please <laughs> let her know that you find her hot. Like <laughs> I need it. Like seriously, I'm not going to pretend I'm above the validation. I really, I need other people's approval desperately. Please give it to me. <laughs> I ain't above the validation either. Let me tell you. <laughs>